Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Pay people to buy a Tesla. That's happening because the market wants it to happen. We are going to help get some regulations out of the way so that they can set up charging stations. So it's a very different approach to one that lets the market do the work, that makes strategic investments. That was Rod Phillips earlier today on this program. Rod Phillips is the Minister of the Environment, Conservation and Parks, and he unveiled something called Preserving and Protecting Our Environment for Future Generations, a Made in Ontario Environment Plan. And uh, he was making it seem like, well, this is a newer approach than cap and trade, uh, although I wondered if there would still be subsidies involved or maybe exemptions given to large emitters, uh, if some of the costs might be passed on to consumers, because these have all been arguments made with a carbon tax. Uh, but he says it's kind of a different approach because of the complexities of fighting climate change. But he plans, or on proposal anyway, is to meet the target set at the Paris Climate Accord in 2015, of which we're a signatory. Justin Trudeau went there with uh, a full contingent of over 300 people. But uh, it means that we'd reduce emissions in the province of Ontario by 30% below 2005 levels by the year 2030. And right now, as it stands, he says we're at 22% in reductions. So 8% more to go, and everything is going to be sweetness and light within the next dozen years or so. Let's find out how this all rests with Mike Schreiner. He is the lone member of the Green Party in the legislature. He's also the MPP for Guelph, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Schreiner, good to have you on the program. Hi there. Hey, thanks, John. It's always a pleasure to be on. Well, listen, uh, this thing that was unfurled earlier today, preserving and protecting our environment for future generations, a made in Ontario environment plan. What's your reaction or thoughts? Well, first of all, John, we were promised a climate change plan, and we mostly got a litter pickup plan. And I'm all for reducing litter and protecting water and green space. But I don't think the government realizes the urgency of the climate crisis we face And what little they had in this plan is based on programs like the one in Australia that have failed to reduce um, greenhouse gas pollution. And I also have to let your listeners know that both the federal targets for emission reductions, which were put in by uh, Prime Minister Harper and then kept by Prime Minister Trudeau, and now the Ontario emission targets, neither one of them will meet our Paris obligations. And more important, our obligations to our children and grandchildren to tackle the climate crisis and leave a livable future for them. Well, but he said it's 22% of the way there already, only 8% more to go. We're uh, going to meet the Paris climate targets. Well, you know what? We, uh, We have made some good reductions in Ontario by phasing out coal, but actually this plan weakens the targets that Ontario already has right now According to uh, international scientists through the IPCC, uh, for us to meet the Paris targets, which the federal government doesn't either, so uh, we don't want any confusion around that, uh, we would need a 45% reduction by 2030, and we'd need to be uh, net carbon neutral by 2050. This plan doesn't even have targets um, that are at that level, let alone uh, any plan that has a hope and heck of getting us there. 
All right. Uh, boy, I don't know how to respond to that because he says we're on plan and we're actually doing quite well. You say we're not even close. And uh, yet these are the thresholds that were set at Paris in 2015. However, I do want to get around to uh, whether or not this is the right model, because uh, as you know, Justin Trudeau said he'd impose a carbon tax on any province that wasn't compliant with what he thought was appropriate. Do you think that this plan would uh, adequately be seen in that light? And uh, it is a replacement for cap and trade under Kathleen Wynne? Yeah, I don't think this plan is going to achieve it. And I really wish the environment minister would have taken an approach that's been promoted by people like Preston Manning, um, others like uh, former policy advisor to Stephen Harper to take a market-based approach, which is what the Green Party is advocating, put a price on pollution, all the money that is uh, raised from that price, give it back to the people of Ontario to help them manage the transition to a low-carbon economy, put money in their pocket, help them make investments to reduce their fossil fuel use, which then saves even more money for them. But most importantly, having the market mechanisms for entrepreneurs and businesses to embrace the $26 trillion uh, global clean economy, to create jobs, and to use the marketplace to drive down emissions. Instead, um, this government's adopted a a regulatory approach, which most economists would say is going to be more expensive, and those costs will ultimately get passed on to consumers and hit them in the pocketbook. And it's also adopted the Australian model, which takes taxpayer dollars, believe it or not, and actually pays companies to reduce their pollution. Rather than um, having polluters pay, we're actually having taxpayers pay. Yeah, let me just back up because you talk about a carbon tax and dividend system where, you know, the monies that I guess are uh, taken from emitters uh, go back into uh, consumers' pockets. So it's it's revenue neutral is the argument anyway. BC tried that, but didn't it get abused and kind of went off the rails so it really doesn't work? It's nice in theory, but not in practice? Well, actually in British Columbia, uh, when they brought the when they brought the program in, uh, it was actually uh, revenue negative for government. They offered tax breaks that were larger than the amount of money that was being brought in. At the same time, they reduced their emissions by uh, 16% and had the be- one of the best performing economies in Canada. The reason that program started to stall was the Clark government came in and froze uh, the price on pollution rather than allowing it to steadily go up in a predictable way where businesses could make investments. So if you look at jurisdictions around the world, actually, the, some of the best performing economies in the world have a price on pollution. Uh, you know, California is an example. They've met their emission targets four years ahead of schedule and have one of the best performing economies in the world. You look at Germany, one of the top manufacturing economies in the world uh, has a price on pollution. Even China's now brought in a price on pollution. That's why Nobel Prize winning economists, that's why conservative politicians like Preston Manning prefer a market-based approach because it's, it's lower cost, um, it, it, allow, it doesn't pick winners and losers, it allows the market to do its work, uh, and the, it's basic economics. I mean, if you don't want something to have happen, increase the price and people will buy less of it, do less of it. Well, okay, uh, a couple of things. Boy, uh, I'm kind of surprised by that uh, metric that California is doing quite well. But listen, uh, the idea that Justin Trudeau had floated as well is uh, it looks like wealth redistribution. The major emitters would be hit, hit uh, and then uh, the money would actually go to, uh, you know, just the general populace and uh, 
people on the lower socioeconomic ladder would actually get more money as a rebate. Does that make sense to you? Well, I think if you have a standard price that applies to, to everyone and you return the money back equally to everyone, then um, that's a fair way of doing it. That's a fair way of using the market. Now, in those models, uh, lower income individuals tend to come out ahead, um, not because they're getting a bigger uh, dividend check, but it's because um, lower income people tend to consume less. Therefore, they pay uh, a lower fee in, in the carbon pricing. So they net out much better than maybe somebody who has a higher income with a higher consumption uh, lifestyle. But any, even if you have a high income, if you choose to have you know, a low carbon, low, lower consumption lifestyle, um, you would come out with more money in your pocket as well. Again, Mike Schreiner's with us. He's the Green Party leader and MPP for Guelph. We're talking about this new plan uh, that was unveiled by uh, Environment Minister Rod Phillips earlier today, preserving and protecting our environment for future generations, a man, uh, a made in Ontario uh, environment plan. You know, when it comes to uh, major industrial polluters under cap and trade with Kathleen Wynne, there were going to be exemptions made. As I understand it here, uh, Rod Phillips uh, introduced something called the Industrial Performance Standard. It's going to force the big carbon-emitting businesses to pay to pollute. Uh, is that something that, uh, you know, you can see happening, or do you think there's still a reason to give big polluters or emitters some kind of uh, advantage or competitive advantage globally? They've got to compete against global companies that aren't saddled with these kinds of taxes, if you will. Uh, should exemptions still be in the plan? Well, John, I'll tell you what, I was not in favor of the uh, Liberals' cap-and-trade approach. It did lead to backroom deals exempting uh, certain industries and sectors and businesses, and that's why I prefer a much more broader approach that applies equally to everyone. Uh, I think that's the better way to go. The one thing I will say, just before we run out of time, some people have asked me, well, what's something good you see in this plan? So one of the things is rolling out more electric vehicle charging stations. And the reason being is, is I believe Ontario needs to be leading the electric vehicle revolution. Uh, 33% of our emissions, the largest sector is in transportation. We need to electrify everything. I think, you know, the, the devastating news out of Oshawa, which was part of GM's global restructuring to invest more in electric and autonomous vehicles, I think it's a bit of a wake-up call that uh, Ontario needs an EV strategy so we can lead, we can lead the world in, in electric vehicle manufacturing, uh, not lose jobs to it. We know electric vehicle manufacturers are going to be investing $255 billion, uh, up through 2023 on rolling out new models. I want us making those in Ontario, and I've been calling on the Premier, and I really want to work with the Environment Minister to develop uh, an EV strategy for Ontario. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because we had this discussion last hour and whether or not people would be prompted to buy electric vehicles if the stations were more readily accessible. Uh, but it was brought up by one of our panelists, the Deputy Mayor Stephen Holliday, that uh, in, in uh, lost in all of this is the detail that these uh, things just don't pop up. There's an infrastructure that needs to be built around them. And in some cases, uh, they may charge excessive rates. Uh, would you want these to be publicly owned charging stations, uh, public-private, privately owned? How do you see the model? Well, I think a mixed model. I, I'm more than happy to see public ones. I'm more than happy to see private ones, uh, a mixture of them. I just want to see more of them more conveniently 
for people. I mean, I love, I have an electric vehicle. I love it. I can plug it in. It charges overnight. It, you know, maybe costs me a dollar to charge. I have a full tank of electricity in the morning. I can operate my vehicle at one fifth the cost of a gasoline powered vehicle. Uh, and so uh, I think it's fantastic to have EVs. We certainly need more charging infrastructure around, especially if you're going to be traveling distances. And I know that, you know, creates range anxiety for people. But the bottom line is, is um, you can operate an electric vehicle for one fifth or less the cost of a gasoline powered vehicle. So it's a great way to save money and be good for the planet. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate your weighing in on thoughts on this uh, latest uh, example where the uh, conservatives decided that they'd uh, do something different than cap and trade or a carbon tax. Uh, Mike Schreiner's not keen on exactly all elements of the plan, but there is that one thing about the charging stations you like. So we'll leave on that happy note. Mike, thanks for joining us. Take care, John. You got a Mike Schreiner again, is leader of the Green Party and the MPP for Guelph. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.